Today on the Political Theory of Everything, I will be giving you your daily dose of news for today's date, Friday, July 9th. To start off today's news, we have an, an article sorry, from Daily uh, Wire. The title of this one, How the Biden Administration is Fact-Checking Your Facebook Feed. This has been popping up a lot lately because um, an American medical associate AMA article or journal entry, I should say, got censored from Facebook uh, about masks and how they can hurt you, basically, or hurt kids specifically. I was just talking about the carbon dioxide and mask, as we've mentioned previously, but basically Facebook didn't let people repost it or talk about it at all on Facebook. Um, so that's mainly why I chose this one. I don't know if it'll talk about that one specifically, but here it is. So the article starts, the Biden administration has launched an aggressive online effort to convince social media forums like Facebook to fact check and remove posts that the government or the Democratic Party believes constitute fake news, according to Politico. Basically, the multi-pronged effort includes at least three separate teams of paid left-wing activists who scour the internet looking for quote-unquote misinformation. Uh, this is what they classify as unintentional falsehoods and quote-unquote disinformation, which they consider deliberate lies. They then insist that the offending posts be reviewed or taken down. Um, basically, if you've ever encountered a fact-checked fact-check on a story that did not seem controversial, it may have been instigated by the Biden administration and paid for with your tax dollars. This is becoming the big thing because you have government organizations and stuff coming in and fact-checking. Or or left, left-wing left funded organizations coming in and fact-checking. And you're like, wait a minute, you're using my money to then control what I'm allowed to say on social media? Like, what is this? So Politico revealed, Politico, sorry, revealed that the White House's uh, taxpayer-funded Office of Digital Strategy, the Democratic National Committee's counter-disinformation program, and a private group called Building Back Together, quote, have assumed different roles in monitoring and determining what content is consumed on social media, end quote. Uh, Politico did not explain when it became the Biden administration's place to, quote, determine what content, end quote, social media users may consume, but it delineated some of the ways these three organizations have squeezed online platforms and detailed some of the misguided de uh, definitions of quote-unquote misinformation. Uh, obviously, this has been topic now for a while that people have been and discussing and arguing and should big platforms like Facebook and all those, should big social media be allowed to fact-check Um it's basically saying that the American people or whatever aren't able to do their own research and double-check things. It's almost calling them stupid. Uh, and that's the thing is, are they scared that people don't do research? Which, frankly, they should be because most people don't. Um, and that's something I realize is, like, people need to realize that the media purposely is lying to them. And you have to, you have to look at it as even if you think you agree with the source. Just take it as it's lying, it's lying to me. Let me look up, you know, the full video of it or or the full um i guess yeah video uh, audio clip uh, uh actual sound bite whatever it is just the actual the original uh, a memo an email whatever it is looking it up yourself instead of just 
taking it for face value or seeing it on the internet and automatically believing it like everyone does in the world. Uh, the article continues on for a while just talking about all these Facebook feed uh, censoring and it's just something to keep an eye on and remember when you're on social media they are also pushing their own agenda. Next up for CNN. The title of this one is The evidence from the collapsed Surfside condo is growing by the day but the investigation could take years. So, with his baseball cap and thick whiteboard, white beard, sorry, Alan Kilsheimer uh, could be mistaken for a retiree if it weren't for the team of construction workers trailing him and the long metal pole he carried as he surveyed the ground floor outside of the uh, Champlain uh, uh, Towers North Building. Here to here to here to here, he told the workers, tracing a square along a support structure built out of the building's facade to indicate where he wanted radar testing done that would show the arrangement of the steel reinforcement beneath the surface. The gruff 80-year-old, a structural engineer and veteran of forensic investigations at catastrophes like the Pentagon post-9-11 and the collapse of the pedestrian bridge at Miami, Florida International University in 2018, was hired by by the town of Surfside, Florida, one day after a condominium collapsed last month. That left that has left so far seventy nine people confirmed dead and sixty one still unaccounted for. Uh, the North Tower, a sister of the uh, uh, Tower South, uh, with the same design and architect uh, and structural engineer, has become his laboratory. On Friday, CNN accompanied him as he traversed several floors of the twelve story building, ordering tiles pulled up from the pool deck and concrete samples drilled from the wall of a fifth floor apartment for a series of tests that he hopes will explain the disaster seen down the beach. So, basically, it just talks about how this, mainly this guy, is going to be researching it. There's really no update yet, other than that, it's been demolished. They've still. So not a crazy amount of updates for this quite yet, unfortunately. They don't know exactly why as of now, but they are looking into it. This man specifically, obviously, is the main investigator for it. And so it's it's talking about just a bunch of theories, like the there's explosive tests carried out uh, at sea by the Navy a few hundred miles from the tower, but he says it doesn't make sense. Uh, there's a car crashing into a pillar in the basement garage of the building, they think that's a more plausible trigger, uh, but there's no evidence of one in the weeks preceding the collapse. Um, so that's probably not what happened, but they don't know. So we'll find out, hopefully. Um, this theoretically could take a very long time before we actually know, which would be unfortunate. I guess I'll give you guys an update in a few years, but it's it's showing apparently documents and reports have emerged since the building's collapse that have so far painted a picture of a deteriorating 40-year-old structure and a condominium board that struggled to marshal the multi-million dollar sum in time for needed repairs um it continues on about kind of what we've been talking about um and it's a very this is one of the longest articles i've ever seen so if you want to go look at it it's cnn Title, once again, the evidence from the collapsed Surfside condo is growing by the day, but the investigation could take years. has a video there um, also. Uh, but but mainly, no updates truly yet, but they've tr- really honed in on the investigation for it. Moving on to the blaze. Biden sending strike force to help combat skyrocketing crime in Chicago and four other cities. So as we can remember, way back, uh, Donald Trump, when he was president, he offered to send in help to the um, 
to Chicago, um, and it's it's interesting because he offered it, and Lightfoot said no. Mayor Lightfoot was like, "No, we don't want your help," and it's very weird that suddenly now they do. But anyways, let's just remember that and see how political it is that now she's saying yes to the help when previously she was saying no. So. President Joe Biden ordered a strike force to help curb crime in Chicago, Illinois, and four other cities as homicides skyrocketed over the 4th of July weekend. Chicago experienced its most violent weekend so far this year, with more than 100 people shot and 19 people killed. So far in 2021, there has been an increase of 58% people in uh, 58% in people being shot from the same period in 2019, according to statistics from the city's police department. The strike force will cooperate with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and focus on illegal gun trafficking. The operation will also send teams to New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. This paragraph, you notice, illegal gun trafficking, showing that criminals will still find a way to get guns even if they are illegal. So think, when you ban guns, if you make guns illegal, criminals because criminals, you know, they tend to break the law. It's almost what, like, it's what they do. But they, they tend to find their weapons. They will find weapons somehow, as they already do right now. And guns are still legal. So think about when they're illegal. And you can't have a gun, but the criminal is able to have one. Yeah, let me let me know what are you, which, which pan you're going to be using. Maybe I'll try the same. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, a Democrat, has been under intense pressure to combat the violence in the city. In a recent interview with a local PBS station, she blamed crime on a host of issues. Of course, nothing relating to her at all, because she's perfect. I believe that violence is a... Oh, wait, sorry, this is a quote. Quote, I believe that violence is a manifestation of systematic problems. Of course, it's everything else around you, not you. And it's a public health crisis. Mmm. When you see, in way too many ways, neighborhoods, a lack of jobs, a lack of investment. These are historic decades-long problems, end quote. Um, the question is, who's been in leadership all those decades? Okay. She also blamed the gun crime on surrounding cities and states with quote-unquote lax gun laws. The thing is, Vermont is considered to have the most lax gun laws in the United States, or one of the most lax gun laws, some of them, and they almost have, like, no shootings. Like, they, their shooting rate is so low in Vermont. So, um, Maybe it's time, you know, you tried to fix something in your own place instead of blaming it on everything, the system or the, the places around you. Like, it's so unbelievable how I don't think she's ever taken on something for herself. And it's it's kind of sad. Um, basically, uh, I guess the article continues on. Chicago Alderman Anthony Napolitano. Napolitano. Tano, I don't know, has fired back a light foot for blaming gun laws when Chicago has some of the strictest gun rights restrictions in the nation. Um, it's, uh, I guess, here's a his quote. I'll read his quote. Quote, we have a problem here in Chicago. I've been saying this for a long time. We have zero accountability for parents in the city of Chicago. Nobody is raising their kid anymore. The gangs are raising them, end quote. Crime has become such a problem in the major U.S. cities that some liberals are, surround, are sounding the alarm that Democrats will face defeat in future elections if violence continues to increase. This has been something on phone calls where Democrats will start attacking each other because they're like, you are costing me or my winning chances or whatever because you are defunding, you're saying defund the police. But the thing is, 
Um, I think there was, I'm blanking on her name, but in, even in Virginia, there was one, she was on a call with Nancy, Nancy Pelosi and them, and she's like, you are all saying defund the police. I used to be a CIA agent. Like, I was basically a cop. Like, what are you, what are you guys saying? You're costing me my election. And so, um, it's, it's something that's been going on everywhere for that, but the shooting thing is, like it said, the strictest gun laws. And, oh, well, they can go to other places to get, like, just why don't you just take, why don't you just act mature, act your age, act like an adult, and take on the responsibility of being in that office instead of blaming the system around you or some other person in another office far away for all of the problems that you have, that you've had for a very long time. Why don't you just fix them? Or at least attempt to. I understand you can't just snap your fingers, but still. Now from CBS News. Biden fires Social Security Commissioner Andrew Soll. President, fi President Biden fired Trump-era Social Security Commissioner Andrew Saul Friday morning for undermining and politicizing Social Security benefits, according to a White House official. The president asked for Saul's and Deputy Commissioner David Black's resignation, the official said. Black agreed to resign, but Saul refused. He was notified that his employment was terminated. The Biden administration deemed Saul's actions as, co as commissioner as, quote, contrary, and quote, to the Social Security Administration's mission and to Mr. Biden's agenda. Among other issues, the White House complained that Saul ended the SSA's telework policy, which was used by a quarter of its workers. Okay. Mr. Biden has appointed Kilolo Kijikazi to be acting commissioner until a commissioner and deputy are named. Kijikazi is currently the deputy commissioner for the retirement and disability at the SSA. So, um... Basically, uh, Saul said that the president did not have the authority to fire him since the IRS is an independent agency and usually uh, doesn't change leadership with a new administration of a different party. Um, he was appointed in 2019, and his appointment was supposed to uh, extend until 2025, so obviously that was cut quite short. Um Basically, the White House responded, and apparently, due to a Supreme Court precedent, they were able to remove the official, and so Saul, I guess, is truly removed, and there hasn't been any updates since. It's a very short article, two paragraphs, or all two chunks. Um, so that's that. I thought I'd bring up something new within the administration, so there you go. And lastly, Fox News. Title, CNN continues to struggle as entire lineup fails to crack 1 million viewers. Uh, the Don Lemon Tonight Show managed only 635,000 viewers to drag down CNN's primetime average. So in the past year, this is not part of the article, but basically to catch you up, in the past year, uh, CNN's viewership has been chopped in half, basically. So CNN's actually been struggling pretty bad. Uh, since Biden's been elected, um, and they didn't have a single program surpass the 1 million viewer plateau on Thursday. Uh, Anderson Cooper 360, became uh, he came the closest with 992,000, uh, but it uh, the Cuomo primetime lost 40,000 viewers, and Don Lemon tonight only got 635,000. Uh, so their primetime viewer 
average got absolutely yanked down. And they averaged only 719,000 viewers during the primetime hours of 8 to 11 p.m. Uh, Fox, obviously Fox is going to tell you, Fox averages basically 2.08 million during the same time period, and CNN has failed to reach more than 1 million total viewers on 16 different days from June 9th through July 8th. CNN struggled to attract viewers throughout the day, starting with New Day attracting an audience of merely 421,000. The Liberal Network failed to reach even 800,000 viewers until Aaron Burnett out front managed 849,000 at 7 p.m. Uh, Fox News program uh, from 7 a.m. Uh, through midnight averages more than 1 million viewers. Every program apparently for Fox News from 7 a.m. to Midnight averages 1 million viewers. Tucker Carlson led the way, averaging around 3.2 million viewers, um, which apparently, according to Fox News, I mean, of course you're going to brag about your own news network, who wouldn't? Uh, it, it beats CNN's primetime programming combined. Uh, CNN has found it difficult to attract an audience uh, during the Biden era as the liberal network researches for a post-Trump identity. During the second quarter of 2021, CNN averaged only 654,000 viewers compared to 1.2 million for Fox. Uh, Fox News. And the primetime lineup of Cooper, Cuomo, and Lemon averaged only 914,000 for the entire second quarter, while Fox News averaged 2.17 million over the same period. The ratings uh, news came the same day former CNN darling Michael Avenatti was sentenced to two and a half years in prison for being convicted of trying to export extort Nike. Um, that's basically the article, but CNN and them have taken an absolute massive hit, partially because of Project Veritas, but people are starting to realize that the news really isn't that trustworthy. And I'd say, like, I get everyone has their bias, but it's, it's not even a bias at that point. It's just blatant falsehoods, meaning Daily Wire will present a story from their view. Fox News will present a story from their The Blaze, all those from the right will present. But like CNN, it was exposed by Project Veritas, would go out of their way to create fake numbers, meaning some of them are trying to say that the Delta variant has a 30% death rate, when in reality they don't actually have one officially yet, but it's looking to be around 0.03%, not 30%. And so it's just these blatant lies and falsehoods that they're creating, not even their bias, because once again, there's a difference between like a bias and a falsehood, um, but, but just lying straight up or hiding things. And so it's a very unfortunate thing, um, but it's starting to, it's starting to hit CNN hard. And um, this is a prime example of that. But that concludes all of our news articles for now. And um, I guess that leaves me to say a couple things. I hope you have a wonderful Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening.